Welcome back. This is part two of a discussion about grit and determination on Man Baggage. I'm joined by Gemma Bird and Lindsay Kane. Let's talk about social media. We've already touched on it. Obviously, you work in it. I, I mean, we all do to a certain extent with the, with the businesses we're on. Do you think social media, not your social media, obviously, but generally promotes determination in people? Or do you think it's made people a little bit more lazy and they want unobtainable things a bit more quickly? Yep, the second one. <laughs> people want to, they see success online, don't they? And they're like, they want it without the journey to get it. When as it originally was called Pop Idol started and then it changed into X Factor. I noticed a shift in what was then the young people, millennials. Uh, they're all about fucking 100 now, millennials. But back then, there was an instant shift into, oh, I stand on the X Factor spot and I get it straight away. There was a shift in the, in the consciousness of the country. I, I go in front of a camera, I get it. Uh, before that, I never ever was approached by other stand-ups going, oh, how can I play the Palladium? Everyone understood five years of unpaid graft with bottles of piss being thrown at you. Maybe you'll do a 200-seater. That's, that's the business model. Sorry to break it to your budding stand-ups. And most people understood it with other careers, whereas there was a slight shift with the X Factor and Pop Idol. And now, once you pour Instagram and TikTok on top of it, I think it's like the petrol on top of an already give-it-to-me-now culture. I see it, I want it, as Ariana would say. You see all the, like, the young the young girls now, and they're all in like these really expensive brunch places, like Dubai. They go like I remember like when I was eighteen, we'd go to like Benidorm. We'd go where oh our friends' villa in Portugal, and you just had to pay for the flight. I'd go walking on the nays with my mum in a caravan. Benidorm would have been a step up. These are all in Dubai, and then they're going like all these fancy places. It's like how are these kids affording it? And then they've got the designer handbags to match, and it's like, what are they doing for that money? Well, obviously, some of them are influencers. Some of them do succeed. Yeah. There's always going to be the odd person that does succeed, and that's the danger. It's like looking at that. Influencers are the new celebrities. Young people don't pretend to watch TV now. It's all Instagram, TikTok, yeah. YouTube. Like that's like my my son's ten, and that's who he knows. It's, if you're a TikTok or a YouTuber, like. That's, that's who is a celebrity in his eyes now. So you are going to get people. Is They're a bit like the X Factor. They've got the X Factor on that social media platform, whether that be TikTok, whether that be Instagram, whether that be YouTube, and they do fly. But obviously the only danger is if when X Factor was on once a week, you saw it and then it kind of went away. Yeah. But I think realise what it is now is obviously you, you will look at someone that will be doing like a silly little TikTok dance and they'll make millions and they'll be all over the world, as you say, in Dubai holding these handbags. But they're just that one person. There's always going to be somebody that smashes it. But then, fortunately, everyone then comes and thinks, I'm just going to do a little dance. And then when it doesn't work, I think it can cause, obviously, depression and anxiety in young people because then they're like, oh, it's not working. But what you don't see is that year before, like I had a whole year on Instagram where I wasn't working with any brands. I wasn't doing anything. It was a year of just literally, as you say, grafting every single day, every single night, asking other influencers, celebrities to shout me out and say that I'm doing money tips and build it up and try and get things. And you do have that year of graft, but nobody really talks about that. Right. So my, my question is, Gem, distilled from all of that, it's a difficult question to answer. We're only looking for opinions here, not scientifically verified results. The net result of all this social media, is it making people more determined to go towards their goals? Or is the net result on a population making us have more unrealistic things that we're reaching for and making us lazier? How do you feel with what's your with, with our sort of 16 to 25 year olds? They're reacting to this. Is it making people more depressed and less likely to reach for goals because their goals are so silly and, and beyond? 
or is it is it giving people a bit more anger and flavour and colour because they want the Lambo? I can't call it. Neither can I really. I think it's like with that. I think it's like case by case individual. For me, it would it would strive me on, and I'd think I want that. I want to do that, and I'd go for it. But there's other people it wouldn't do that for. I don't really think there's a straight. I can't really give you like this way or this way. I think it would be. For me personally, it would be based on an individual. It's how you feel and how you react to certain things. So for me, if I see somebody doing well, I think, oh, that's amazing. How have they done that? I'd like to do that. And it strives me on. Whereas some people, that would make them think, oh, God, I give up. I'm not going to be as good as them and make them go the other road. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's who you are as a person, really. Lynn, yeah. what do you think more people are more likely to have unrealistic goals in 2023 than they were in 2003, i.e. a goal that is was never going to be achieved? I think people are, are in they've not got the patience to wait it out now and because everything like Amazon Prime's instant, Instagram, every or social media's instant, every you know, I've had people go, Oh, you know, well, I wanna do a podcast or I wanna do a, a YouTube channel or I wanna do this, I wanna do that and I'm like, such a great idea uh, and they're like, oh, what what tips? And I'm like, it just, it's not easy. Like, it's consistent. Like, you know, I, I've not got a profile, but they were talking to me about Russell and stuff. And, and I just said, just keep doing it consistently. And I'm sure maybe, hopefully, it might catch. But just keep going, you know. And Got to try it for a year. I think a really good year, day in, day out. If you've tried it for a year, day in, day out, at the end of that year, if nothing has moved on at all, then you might be, okay, let's call it a quit. I've done everything, blood, sweat and tears for one whole year. If nothing has moved even 1%, then maybe it's the wrong thing. You've given it a real, real go. So I've just started YouTube, funnily enough, that you say that. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been posting, posting, posting. And for my first couple of videos, I've got like... I think first one had like 30 views. Not a bad one today, go to 5,000 views. So it just goes to show, like, I'm a newbie on there. I'm starting, but I've been so consistent every single such day. And the consistency is the key. But it's going to take me a good year to build that channel up. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm. But then, of course, everyone only sees it when you've got all the subscribers and you're doing well and you're getting brand deals. And they'll be like, oh, brilliant, you're a YouTuber. But it's like, hold on a minute, I've done a year of this for nothing yeah yeah and it might not work that's what it is you're you're doing something you're planting the seeds for growth later down the line people are wanting to plant that plant and then go well where where, why is it not growing it's like well you've not started from the ground up i think i think the other thing as well is is the mindset thing but you have to like find the opportunity in everything like everything that we do or where you know we just always try and say like how can we learn from it or meet new people you know like there's some people that don't they'll be like say there'll be 50 quid on the floor and they'll go oh I've not got any money money never comes to me and I'm like no I'm if I want something I'll go and find a way they'll step over they're so busy moaning they won't yeah they won't notice the 50 that's been tested by the way there are people that will walk into a room where money's been dropped on the floor. They'll just fail tests like that over and over again. They just yeah. don't see the money on the floor. Whereas someone who self-describes as lucky, they'll walk in the room and discover the money. Now, they're not more lucky than you. Their mindset is more, right, this is a boring room. Well, that plug socket's well put. And they'll just, they're more open to seeing shit that might be there. That's the most basic example you I can think of. I noticed that even at events, when you go in a room, like influencers, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, they're all in a room, they might be TV, but, and there's, most people just stand there with the people they know with their drink. They do not move. Whereas me, I'm like a wasp in and out of them all. Like, hi, I'm Gemma, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> and I'll go around and I'll say, oh, such and such. A, oh, you, you did that TV show, didn't you? I'm Gemma, I'm Money Mum. And I try and go around and meet everybody and I really enjoy it and learn from people, but... Maybe that's an age thing. Last bit of time, I just want to talk about relationships. Obviously, we're all happily in relationships. Well, I am. I don't know about Lindsay. And um, (laughs) I'm just wondering, 
is that an attractive quality in a a person, someone with this fierce courage and determination, despite things going tits up? Or is it better if one of you have got more than that than the other? A lot of traits when we're analysing them on, on Man Baggage. It turns out two super organised people. Sounds like a good thing on paper, but actually you want one slightly messy, not give a fuck person with an organised person. Otherwise you do each other's heads in. I do think balance, like, I think you have to be compatible on certain things like kids, marriage, you maybe your religion, things like that might be really important, like your core things that maybe you think about every single day, even like as so much as how do you like to holiday twice a year? Because it's important yeah. that you've got similar core things and how you want to bring your children up, etc. But yeah, I do think a, a difference is is good. Like Adam's sort of, he's definitely not as driven as me. He's driven in other ways. Like he's so driven. Do you get what I mean? Like he's yeah. successful and he's driven, but he's driven in a different way to me. And I think that does work. And like, I'm really anxious and Adam isn't. He's my calm. So like, I'll yeah. be like, oh my God, this is so bad. And he'll be like, what's happened? Like, And it'll be so bad. And I'll tell him and he'll be like, what that is not bad I'll be like such and such we'd all be at the school and they're not talking to me now you know like what what we do and like he's like and whether that's a man or a woman thing I don't know he'll be like Jem you're really overthinking this and I'll be like probably and in the morning I'm all right again so yeah we're definitely different we're different but the same you see what I mean yeah yeah you complement each other what about grit in making a relationship work? Do you think women are better at that than men, Lindsay? Like, you know, when you hit a rocky patch or things go a little bit tits up? I think women probably hold on a bit more and are probably more likely to stay to try it. You know, if they've got a family, well, we've had a wedding, we're married, you know, don't want to throw it all away, we'll give it another try. I think probably women are more patient and willing to hang on a bit longer than men i think men are like when they're done they're done maybe yeah but a little bit of grit is good it's not you know it might be the case that you should pull through and you and you realize it was just a hill to get over yeah but i don't think men are the same i think if like if a, if a man cheats i think a woman would not all women but i think a, a woman are more probably likely if they've got families to stay around whereas a man would laugh at that i'm not hanging around for that it's difficult though isn't it Gemma if you if you've got that in your personality about I'm going to make this work I'm going to try a thousandth time it's difficult not to have that if you've fallen in love with someone that's a little bit shit (laughs) yeah it is hard because as well the hardest thing to change is change isn't it like none of us really like change so if you're in a relationship with someone and even if you know it's not the best thing for you stepping out and doing something different is the unknown isn't it maybe it's a financial reason you're staying maybe you're staying for the kids maybe it's a circle of friends you know a breakdown in a relationship I've had one myself and it, it was it's horrific so you don't just lose that person you lose that entire life like if you two separated now I'm sure you've got a lot of friends through Russell and Russell's got friends through Lindsay and your pod goes doesn't it it disperses your home everything so I think a lot of people it's very 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 hard to make that decision because they're not just walking away say from Lindsay's walking away from Russell she's walking away from her life yeah Yeah. I mean I'd be crying all the way to to Bangkok where I would move within 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens to all men if you're the wrong side of 40 split up Bangkok it's in the Essex DNA. At least you wouldn't have to see you wandering about and then like you yeah. getting upset with you see you with another girl and that all happens, doesn't it? Uh, t- oh my exactly. god, I've just seen him with Tracy down the town. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know about Tracy? That's weird. Yeah, I was going to tell you about that, Lindsay. <laughs> but one last question: Is grit? How does when it comes to other relationship qualities like commitment, trust, communication? Where does it sit in the hierarchy? Trust's got to be. I always say. Well, you did say, I've done a routine about it, that trust is more important than love. You would never choose to be without trust or love. But if you had to live your life in a marriage, 
without one of them, I reckon I could rub along all right as as mates that trust each other and raise kids. I could live without that that love. I couldn't live in love without trust. Fuck that. That's a miserable place to be, worshipping the ground or someone who's shitting on you while you're worshipping. Horrible to be mm. without love, but it wouldn't fuck me up to just be, you know, have that sort of matey love with someone. So we know that love and trust is up there, but where does grit and determination sit underneath communication and all? They're all important, but how important is grit, determination, resilience in a relationship? Yeah, I mean, yeah, trust is like the most, once the trust is gone in a relationship, for me, that's it, it's done, and it? As you say, if you can't trust your partner, then, and then obviously then you do need to be in love. And then I would say that's the next thing, really, because you do need that determination because whoever you're with, eventually you're going to start arguing. You're not going to, you know, have sex as much. You're not going to do all these things. You know, things are going to change. The first time when you first meet someone, it's are you in love or are you in lust, really? That's so, I feel like lust is more powerful feeling than love. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like... There's plenty of determination then from blokes, definitely, when they're... Yeah, exactly. When when they're going through the Haynes Haynes manual. Now, it says here, you should have blown your biscuits 20 minutes ago. Let me go back to page 24. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, that is so important, isn't it? Like, when you first meet somebody, you have to have that longevity and grit to keep it, to keep the relationship together because you are going to start to argue. You are going to live together. They are going to annoy you. They are going to leave stuff out or you're going to leave stuff out. So whoever you are with, you've got to learn to work through the good and the bad because I don't believe there is a single relationship that has been together five, 10 years that are living together that has not had a rocky patch. Like everybody at some point, thinks I hate you I want to leave you even if it's just for a second yeah. do you get what I mean like they annoy you they've done something or so you do have to have that determination to work through it and communication is the key you have to sit down and talk about your problems um me and my husband actually we do that sort of at least once a month like we'll say what's annoying us about each other because it's really important idea. because without that you, you don't have it and Adam's re- always been like um a big believer on that like he'll be like okay right well this has annoyed me about you and I'll say well this has annoyed me about you and then it's like we try and work on that and try and make our, like, our marriage always better because we've got the loyalty with each other I trust him in my life I absolutely obsess with him love him to pieces and fancy him and all that but obviously it's still the communication so that's what we constantly try and work on and I think that is the key in marriage and I think mm. a lot of people it's almost like a counselling session to yourself people look at it as a weakness but I think it's a strength I like that I think a monthly performance review Linz I'll be up Should for we do it. weekly instead? Yes, it's week, <laughs> weekly. I can't, I can't commit to Daily, the, 90, she wants. Yeah, the 90 minutes of information I need to give you. So I will have to try and think of a quicker way. She's going to kill you when you call this. <laughs> I said to Russ the other day, I said, it's actually, when you think about it, it's quite rare to hear somebody speak about the partner positively and kindly. And mm. you did before. You were telling us all about Adam and how, you know, you couldn't do what you're doing if it wasn't for him and he helps you and he does this. And, and you've spoken really nice and kind. Yeah. And I know me and Ross, like, mock each other on here, but over the last sort of year or two or so, we've been really kind to each other. And I had a friend message me going, oh, you know, I never hear you bitching about Russell. And I'm like good like because he's my partner in crime like he's my husband and I actually don't have anything that I need to bitch about like no. to him I'll go I've got an issue with this exactly like I, yeah. I used to be a sulker and I think and I've worked on that and, well and you know I'll go Rush you really annoyed me with that and then we move on and I think that's massively helped our communication but I feel like the handbag and shoe bonus scheme has helped you as well it's really <laughs> <motivated>. <laughs> And it's obviously I, yeah, everything's been better since I had my penis reduction in 2014 before that <laughs> 
it really was a problem. You're such a bellend, but the point is, you, you should all be kind about that. our partner, honestly. Right, anyway, we're out of time. Thank you so Thank much, you. Uh, Gemma Bell. That was like, I felt like I got a free self-help session there, there as well. Full of so many practical life tips. Uh, if you've come here as fans of either Gemma or Lindsay, or if you haven't, discover their Instagram, go follow them there. What's your handle, is it? Money Mum Official. Money Mum Official, that's it. Uh, and Lindsay, yours is? Lindsay Kane Zero. Lindsay Kane Zero. <laughs> What's yours? Yeah, yeah. I can't no, remember. it's so funny. He just asked you. What your I didn't know. What's yours? Yeah. What's yours, love? That's because it's, it's so automatic. It's like it's more breathed rather than learnt, <laughs> where it's part of my soul. Rescuing it. That'll be in our monthly review. You didn't learn my Instagram handle and I was insulted. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you, both of you. Uh, my point is if you've come here as thank fans you. of either of these two, hang around. Leave a review, some positive, negative feedback. We've established we want that, and we will determine to use our grit and courage to make everything even more better and engaging. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Russell Cade. I'm off for a performance review with my wife. Goodbye. Heads up, guys. Man Baggage is going on a little bit of a break. Don't worry. You'll be the first ones to know when we come back. Keep an eye on my Instagram, on my social media, and there's loads of past episodes you can explore. We talk about everything from the romantic side of life to being financially independent to gifting to cheating to grit and determination. So go and devour those or re-listen to them. It's like a self-help course built into a podcast feed. And when we come back, I'll let you know.
Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.